everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony. Buckle up for this Wednesday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. How are you? I'm good. Good. Our Thanksgiving was successful. Yes, our mock Thanksgiving yes, was we, successful. We, we, just like regular Thanksgiving, we're still eating turkey leftovers. <laughs> yes, we are. Because somebody cooked a turkey and a turkey breast. Well, you want to make sure you have enough turkey. That's true. So, all right. Um, let's move over to the Disney Parks blog, where there is a story about the Disneyland Half Marathon Weekend that's coming up. That's right. Run Disney is celebrating Mickey and Friends for the 2024 Disney Half Marathon Weekend. That's going to take place January 11th through 14th of 2024, and they have debuted uh, all of the new medals. Uh, the 5K medal has Pluto. Uh, the 10K medal has Donald chasing Daisy. Uh, it looks like they're running towards the finish line. Uh, the half marathon has Mickey and Minnie as they're running past the castle with a gigantic stylized D behind them. And then if you participate in the Dumbo Double Dare, uh, that is if you participate in both the 10K and half marathon, you get a Dumbo Double Dare medal, which is pretty cool. So that uh, event looks like it is sponsored by Honda. Okay. And uh, like I said, that will take place on January 11th through 14th of 2024. And you can go to Run Disney for more information. Very good. So there's a new Disney license plate that's going to be benefiting Make-A-Wish that's now available in Florida. That's right. This is the second Disney license plate benefiting Make-A-Wish. The first one was released in time for the 50th anniversary celebration. Uh, and uh, it celebrated Disney's 50th anniversary. This one just has a, a castle on it. Um, but they managed to raise over $2 million so far just off the Make-A-Wish license plate. Crazy. Uh, and those uh, those benefit the Make-A-Wish of Central and Northern Florida. So if you're a Florida resident, you want to get your Disney tag, you can just head on down to your Department of Motor Vehicles. Okay. I feel like Florida has the most variations of license plates. Oh, save the manatee, any. space it's, shuttle, it's space program. incredible. Yeah. I wonder how many there are. We should go to the DMV website and, and We check might it have out. to do that at some point. But when you're playing a license plate game, when you're driving down to uh, Florida or anywhere else across the country, yes. it's really hard to pick out the Florida ones because you'll see one and you're like, oh, what state is that? Oh, it's Florida. Florida. <laughs> the Disney Eats Foodie Guide. Fo um, I'm sorry. The Disney Eats Foodie Guide to Halloween Treats at Disney World Parks and Resorts has been released. That's right. Because beginning October 1st, the next round of Halloween treats uh, is being released. Now they release them in phases. Oh. Because, you know, they started releasing them back in August right. uh, when the Halloween party started. But there are a whole bunch of new treats that will be available between October 1st and October 31st. Yeah, there's some good looking ones in there. I feel like if you're going to take a trip, you really need to check out all of these uh, Disney Eats guides mm -hmm. and sort of have your eye on a couple of them. Right. Because unless you're headed to the place that they that you know sells the thing that you want, you're just sort of running across them. It's hard to find, you know, what's worth having and not having. Because, you know, you might pick out some, you know, cute little pumpkin-shaped cake. Right. And then you walk next door and they've got, I don't know, apple cider flavored ice cream. And you're mm -hmm. bummed out that, you know, you got one and not the other. So Right. And I remember in the old days, it seemed like everybody had, the, you know, there, there were always cupcakes. Yeah. There were always Mickey bar, uh, Rice Krispie treats. Right. So there seemed to be a, a standardization of what you got at all of these bakeries and various locations, but that's not the way it is no, anymore. there's a ton of different um, things. So there are specialized treats, and if you're headed down there and you want to take a look at what you have, head on over to the Disney Parks blog and check out Disney Eats. All right, that wraps things up from the Disney Parks blog, so let's head on over to California. 
All right, the Avengers Assemble Avengers Vault is now open. That's right. Well, it's the Avengers Vault. It's just Avengers Assemble is their their tagline. Okay. Uh, But the Avengers Vault is now open on Avengers Campus in Disney's uh, California Adventure. So you can get all your uh, Avengers merch there. Okay, great. Disneyland Resort is currently looking to cast performers who excel in inline skates for what they are calling a unique experience that's going to be coming to the resort. And if I recall correctly, it's a unique experience related to 1993 because that's when inline skating right? was popular. Right, I know. Uh, but no, Disneyland is hiring inline skaters for a new experience. Um, I mean, is that like your job? Like, what do you do? Oh, I'm a professional inline skater? I guess so. (laughs) They're looking for inline skaters local to Southern California for a new Disneyland resort experience. Uh, They have to uh, excel on inline skates. They can be any height. You must be available three days a week. You must be 18 years of age, and you must be authorized to work in the United States. Uh, If you apply, it's a three-step process. You have to create a profile, add a link to your submission video, and then check in in the online audition to be considered. I Uh, have a a pre-qualification. Yes. Learn how to inline skate. There you go. Um, They actually do have a video that shows you must be able to perform six moves uh, on inline skates. All right. So if you're interested in applying, you can go check that out. Um, They will be paid $20 an hour, and your uh, filmed auditions are due by 11.59 on October 2nd. That should give you approximately two weeks to get your inline skating skills. All up right, to par. all right, I'll try. All righty, let's head on over to Florida where there was some excitement yesterday. There was yesterday, um, Monday. well, Monday, right? Yesterday was Monday for us here. Um, there was a failure to open three of the lands in the Magic Kingdom, and that, it seems, was because there was a black bear spotted in a tree. Yeah, uh, the park opened at nine. And those three areas, let's see, what was it? Uh, Fantasyland, Frontierland, Frontierland, and probably Liberty Square. I think so, yeah. Uh, were closed until about 1.15. Uh, and it is because there was indeed a black bear uh, in the park. And uh, that bear was captured, was tranquilized, mm-hmm. and safely transported into the Alcala National Forest, uh, where it was released by the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Committee. It's so funny how he even got in there. Right? She, sorry. Was she, yes, it was a female bear. <laughs> so very exciting news. Uh, I'm sure there was some confusion. Is yes. it an animatronic bear? Is this new? So funny. Yeah. I'm surprised they didn't bring it over to Animal Kingdom. Right. You know. So uh, very funny memes out yesterday uh, involving bears. I'm Country sure bears and such, yet. yeah. And you know, in all of the excitement of the bear, this news was lost. Oh, the chipmunk news. That's right. Chip and Dale took on a futuristic appearance when they met guests at a new location um, on Tuesday. They had their meet and greet moved from its usual Fantasyland home to Tomorrowland. That's right, where they are wearing very futuristic outfits. So that uh, that is fun. We're not sure if that's where they're going to stay or if it's temporary, but... It no, it, it sounds like it was just done because of the black bear. Oh. So I'm just amazed that they had these very futuristic outfits. For ready, for, yeah. <laughs> ready for Chip and Dale. Uh, normally so their meet and greet occurs over in Magic Kingdom. Uh, near the yeah. railroad tracks uh, in the Storybook Circus section of Fantasyland. Okay. Now, why they close that, no, no other parts of Fantasyland were impacted. Hmm. Uh, but maybe bears and chipmunks just don't get along. It's possible. I mean, I don't think they really do. Uh, at Destination D23, Disney announced the debut date for the new uh, nighttime spectacular that's coming to Epcot. 
Luminous, the Symphony of Us. Um, it's going to premiere on December 5th, uh, but it was supposed to be part of the 100th anniversary. And there is a rumor as to why it didn't start on September 22nd with the rest of the celebrations. That's right. The rumor is that executives heard the musical score by Pinar Toprak uh, and uh, it failed to meet Disney expectations. Yikes. Uh, now, considering some of the crappy shows they've put on in the past, anything involving kites or taco barges that have been kind of subpar, mm-hmm. uh, now all of a sudden they're starting to worry about, you know, quality control on the music. Well, I feel like even when things have been not great, at mm-hmm. least the music is good. Like, I feel like that's always the thing that Disney's shows have going for it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whether the kites are stupid and crash into the ground or not, at least the music is good. Right. So, yeah, you have to have good music. Right. So Pinar Toprak uh, has actually worked on the Beacons of Magic show, which is the light show on uh, Spaceship Earth. Mm-hmm. He has also worked uh, previously on Harmonious, okay. which, you know, that's not right. really a feather in your cap. He also did the score to Captain Marvel, and he worked on the new Epcot anthem. And uh, in spite of this fact, they say that about 70% of the Luminous uh, soundtrack is being redone. All right. Well, good. I like the quality control. Okay. Before the installation of the Walt the Dreamer statue at Epcot, they have managed to begin selling the statue as merchandise. That's right. In a smaller form. Well, obviously. Um, They actually have a small tabletop form. They have Disney pins made up already. So they have Walt the Dreamer statue merchandise available at the Creation Shop over in Epcot. Uh, The statue itself will set you back $95. I like the look of the statue. Uh, You know, we've seen the partner statue over in Magic Kingdom, which is Mickey and uh, Walt. Uh, And this is Walt just sitting on a step, very casual looking, uh, and he's supposed to be looking at his guests who are visiting Epcot. Okay. Uh, so that it's a reminder of Disney's creative vision for an optimistic future. So um, I just think it's funny that they're selling the merchandise and the statue hasn't even been put up yet. Well, you know, just because they're running behind schedule, the, mer- the merchandise, <laughs> the merchandise is here. Schedule, right. <laughs> uh, you can also get the Walt the Dreamer statue sketchbook ornament for twenty nine ninety five. And the Walt the Dreamer pin for $14.99, which is a lot more in line with my budget. So the new Walt the Dreamer statue is going to be on the steps right behind Spaceship Earth uh, when it is installed. Okay, good. The exterior paint at the Seas with Nemo and Friends Pavilion has been refreshed as part of the Epcot uh, construction. Parts of the project still are incomplete, though, thank goodness, because the seagulls were removed and they better be coming back. That's right. I know that was a major point of concern with you, that the seagulls were possibly gone, but uh, it's just part of the refurbishment of that pavilion. Okay. Journey of Water, inspired by Moana, is in pass holder previews, um, and it seems, though, that Epcot Park passes for some of those days are now at capacity. That's right. The uh, annual pass holder and DVC previews are going to take place next week between September 24th through September 29th, and then again on October 4th, 1st through the 4th. And if you're headed to Epcot, the park passes for September 24th, 25th, and 29th are no longer available. So that means the park is full those days. Okay. Um, But annual pass holders don't need a park pass reservation to visit after 2 o'clock. So hopefully uh, their preview times are after that if they didn't have otherwise a reservation. That's right. But uh, park previews are only available. I'm sorry. Attraction previews are only available until 5 p.m. All right. So between 2 and 5. Get it. 
You'll remember one of our stories from back in September of 2022. Um, something had caused a large portion of the wall around the doorway at Keystone Clothiers in Hollywood Studios to collapse. And they put up some construction walls right after that, but then it never seemed like anything got fixed. Well, that's right. The good news is that that door, the facade, uh, has been repaired and the door is now open and functional. My goodness. So, um, long wait for some, uh, for a fixed entranceway. Yeah, uh, it's, it's amazing. Um, uh, it looks like there's still some construction work to be done. So they've still got a little construction stuff around there, but the door is usable. That's good. Disney World has shared some new art for one of the offerings that's planned for Disney Jollywood Nights at Hollywood Studios. Um, this season, they're calling it Holiday Fiesta and La Calle. And La Calle? I don't know. I, I, didn't, I didn't even take Spanish in high school, so I'm not even <laughs> sure. Uh, but this is um, a Latin holiday-inspired uh, festival okay. where uh, warm lighting and colorful decor will fill the streets as guests sip drinks and enjoy treats. So according to the artwork, there's going to be uh, guitars. So that should That's be it? Fun. That's all it shows us? Um, but they're going to have a DJ spinning a mix of holiday tunes a holiday special at the Theater of the Stars hosted by Kermit and Miss Piggy. It will feature Princess Tiana and Belle. Uh, there's also going to be the Nightmare Before Christmas sing-along at the Hyperion Theater, a jazz lounge at the Hollywood Brown Derby, the Otherworldly Soiree at the Hollywood Terror uh, Hotel Courtyard, uh, the return of the nighttime spectacular Jingle Bell, Jingle Bam. <laughs> uh, and they will also have various photo opportunities throughout uh, the night. Uh, such as holiday-themed magic shots with photo passes, meet Minnie, Mickey, and the rest of the gang in the animation courtyard in the animation courtyard on a hot set with holiday props. Powerline Max and Phineas and Ferb will be at Echo Lake, and then Edna Mode and one of her super friends will be over at the Pixar place. All right. Uh, so those Disney Jollywood nights will take place on November eighteenth, twentieth, twenty seventh, twenty ninth, December fourth. December 6th, December 16th, 18th, and 20th. Ticket prices range from $159 to $179 per person. Okay. Oh, those are remaining nights. I'm sorry. Those are the nights that have availability. Okay. So what's going on in resort news? All right. Let's start at the Beach Club. The Solarium at the Beach Club has reopened with a new look, new furniture, and a reconfiguration to bring a more spacious and open feel. That's right. Uh, this has been opened after a little bit of an extended construction. The rest of the lobby was finished previously, um, but uh, the updates at the Beach Club began on January 7th, 2023. Okay. It was expected that most of the work would be done by April. Wow. Uh, but they did extend it through late fall. Uh, the exterior of the solarium does not appear any different from the outside, but as Cheryl mentioned, the inside uh, has changed cons uh, significantly. Um, they do, uh, they have changed all the furniture. They have reconfigured things. It looks very nice and spacious, just like a solarium should. All right. A new offer is available to Disney Visa card members for stays at Disney World Resort Hotels in early 2024. That's right. If you're a Disney Visa card member, you can save up to 35% on most stays Sunday through Thursday nights from January 9th through February 22nd of 24. And then again, from February 25th through March 24th of 2024. Uh, on, if you're staying on Friday and Saturday nights, your savings can be up to 20% between January 12th and February 24th. Um, card member exclusive savings are available on select nights at Art of Animation, Coronado Springs, and Animal Kingdom Lodge. Those are uh, up to 35%. 
Uh, and then let's see. Oh, everybody else has uh, yeah, there's some stuff in there. levels of The only way to know what discounts. kind of a deal you're going to get is to talk to Tony and have him price it out for you. But there are substantial discounts. That's right. So uh, that's for DVC card members. I would not, not be DVC. Su- no, I'm sorry. Disney Visa card holders. Yes. I would not be surprised to see uh, additional discounts drop for that time period as well. Yeah. All right. And that brings us into entertainment news. And this is something you'll be excited to oh, hear. Oh, I'm so excited. I, I know most entertainment news bores you it to tears. It does, usually. Um, but Loki Season 2 has had its debut moved up a day. It was originally scheduled to premiere on October 6th, but now it will debut on Disney Plus on October 5th at 6 p.m. Pacific Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Now, how do they drop these? Is it all at once or is it one a week? Uh, they're usually one a week. Okay. All right. I got to wait for it. Because that's probably better because I would just sit down and watch them all. Right. And, you know, I'm not sure many of our listeners know this, but you're also a football fan. I like to take a nap to football. That's I right. like how Cheryl. it sounds in my house in the fall. Cheryl does not like a specific team. Nope. But she likes to put the, the games on in the background and listen to the helmets hitting and pads hitting and just announcers. The announcers have the best voices. Yes. Um, so during the uh, writer's strike... Uh, between the SAG strike and the writer's strike, ESPN is now going to be simulcasting uh, their Monday night games on both ESPN and ABC. Now, that's not a bad deal because that means pretty much one night of programming, you know, ABC can dedicate to Monday night football, which means they don't have to have shows. So uh, we'll see what happens, uh, and hopefully they can bring these strikes uh, to a close. I know. The whole landscape of our entertainment is going to start to change as everything's based on reality TV and live sporting events. Right. Like, it's not Disney, but, uh, you know, on CBS, Survivor and Amazing Race are going to be broadcasting half uh, an hour and a half episodes to cover that three-hour block right. on, what is it, uh, Wednesday I don't know nights, what night Thursday it is, nights. but they're going to be back to back. And yeah, that takes right. up the whole night for CBS. They don't have to worry about that that night at all. Right. You know, we talked last week about what a good debut uh, Little Mermaid, the live action Little Mermaid had on Disney+. Plus. Right. Well, here we are a week later. Um, Elemental, the mm-hmm. latest Pixar film, debuted on Disney+, Plus on September 13th. And Disney shared that that debut was the most watched premiere movie of the year. And it is among the top... 10 movie premieres of all time on the almost four-year-old service. I wonder if that's because so few people went to go see it in the theater, and it was really good. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, if you didn't manage to catch it in the theater, but then you hear it's really good, you know, you're probably excited to get an opportunity to watch it when it comes out on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, it's definitely going to be profitable, and like Cheryl said, I think it was probably one of the better films that they've put out recently. All right, so this is a segment we usually don't do, but this is Disney as a business. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Disney is meeting with their investors this week. They're having an investors conference down at Walt Disney World. Uh, So it's not only investors, but Wall Street analysts and and the like. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they have announced that they are going to be putting $60 billion into the company over the next 10-year period, Uh, specifically the parks, experiences, and products division, which includes Disneyland, Walt Disney World, and the Disney Cruise Line. Um, so they're going to be pouring money in at a uh, an incredibly crazy rate. Uh, you know, I'm sure a lot of this has to do with the Disney Forward move, Disneyland Forward movement out right. in California. Uh, we know that Disney World is talking about expanding Animal Kingdom and Magic Kingdom, mm-hmm. uh, and the cruise line is bringing on board. You know, they've got their new uh, Lookout Key at uh, Lighthouse Point, right. which is their new island. 
They're bringing on three new ships over the next three years. Uh, so there's definitely a lot of spending going on. Right. Um, we just don't know what's going to happen in Florida. They, you know, they are planning on making these moves, but all the stuff that's going on right now with Governor DeSantis right. may end up affecting them. Um, but uh, a lot of that news is being taken uh, very positively uh, by the business world. Mm-hmm. Um, still no word on what's happening with ABC, though. So right. you know, a lot of that may involve uh, the Disney divesting themselves of the ABC network. And right, reinvesting that money somewhere else. Right. All right, let's head on over to uh, Universal Parks. Mario Kart Bowser's Challenge at Universal Studios Hollywood has won the Golden Ticket Award for the Best New Family Attraction. That's right. That was on the official Universal Creative Instagram page uh, recently. And uh, that is a partnership with Nintendo, and they're very happy um, that this has brought a new family experience to life for guests of all ages to enjoy and play together. Mario Kart Bowser's Challenge um, debuted in the original Super Nintendo World in 2021 in Japan uh, and then was also included in the recently opened Hollywood version of Nintendo Land. So I'm assuming we'll get to see this as part of Epic Universe when it opens in Florida as well. Well, that's all very nice, but um, did Universal give that to themselves? What is a Golden Ticket Award? The Golden Ticket Awards are given out by Amusement Today which is the amusements industry's news leader. Okay. I believe it might be the only <laughs> right? uh, news uh, uh, publication dedicated to amusement parks. Um, but uh, they put out their golden ticket award winners on a yearly basis. Okay. As a matter of fact, we had, we mentioned this uh, a few weeks ago when we found out that Dollywood was named Best Amusement Park in right. America uh, this year. So, okay. Um, congratulations, Universal. Universal Orlando Resort and Rock the Universe have announced the lineup for the 2024 Music Festival, which is going to take place on January 26th and 27th at Universal Studios Florida. So Rock the Universe is the name of the music festival. Um, The lineup has been announced. This is Florida's biggest Christian music festival of the year, and it's going to take place on January uh, 26th and 27th at Universal Studios in Florida. Uh, the 2024 lineup includes We the Kingdom, Lecrae, Blessing Offer, Cody Carnes, Elevation Rhythm, and Riley Clemens on January 26th. And then on the 27th, Casting Crowns, Phil Wickham, Brandon Lake, Kane, Andrew Rip, and Holvey. Uh, in addition to concerts in the evening, there will be Saturday, I'm sorry, Sunday morning worship services. Uh, tickets to the festival also include access to Universal Studios uh, Florida attractions during event hours. So that, uh, that is fun. Uh, guests uh, with those tickets can enter the parks after 4 p.m. The park closes to non-festival guests at 6 p.m. And then Rock the Universe tickets allow guests to remain in the park until 1 a.m. on those evenings. Nice. So you can go to Universal. Actually, you can go to rocktheuniverse.com to get ticket and package information. Very good. All right. So that's all the news for today. We'll be back on Friday. And until then, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast. (laughs) 